Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. As you know, I am the host, Rashawn McDonald. As I say every time, every episode, I always tell people to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. And we talk about gifts and passions. If you have a gift, leave with your gift, people. Leave with it. Don't hesitate. Don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. As you know, in Money Making Conversation, my interviews are with celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and people I like to call industry decision makers. My next guest is a dear friend. Her name is Sean Robinson. She's an Emmy Award winning journalist, television personality, author, producer, philanthropist, girl empowerment activist, and executive producer. Let's put that out there early in the credits, okay? Sean's a true role model. Sean's the host and executive producer of the 90 Day Bears All series streaming on Discovery+. Plus. She is a proud graduate of HBCU, Spelman University in Atlanta, Georgia. We always talk about that every time she comes on the show. Sean established the Sean Foundation, S-H-A-U-N, for girls which nurtures and supports underserved and underrepresented girls and young women in areas of STEM, health, arts, unity, and neighborhoods. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation again, the executive producer and host of 90 Days, 90 Day Bears All series, Sean Robinson. How you doing, Sean? Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm Great doing good. You. you know, so the beauty of our relationship is that it continues to grow. And you're in, and, and and that's something special because you always know our, our relationship goes over 20 years now. And so I know. Two, I was thinking. I was yeah. wondering how long you and I have known each I other. Was, it's been um, well. I came to Access Hollywood in 1999. Yeah. so it was since then. Absolutely, because yeah. that's when I first met you. I remember we first met, and uh, and and, and it was just watching you. And uh, and right now, I feel that. You know me, we was all we take a job, but now I feel like you you're starting to control your narrative. Yes. And talk to us about that because there's a journey to all of this. There's these points where you don't know who you are. I remember when I stopped managing Steve Harvey, I could tell you I didn't know who I was. I was still carried the title of manager of Steve Harvey, a former manager of Steve Harvey. And that was a burden of understanding what I could do or what people expected from me. And so, and you was an award-winning television host for a long time tied to a television series. How were we able to develop the brand of Sean Robinson? Well, thank you so much for saying that. And you know about the journey of being connected to um, something that is so big and (laughs) maybe concerned about stepping out of that Mm -hmm. um, and wondering who you are away from what people knew you as doing. And so I saw, so listen, I'm grateful for the 16 years that I was at Access Hollywood and I felt that I achieved a lot. I came there in 1999 Mm -hmm. before social media, before Twitter, Facebook, (laughs) Instagram, all that, you know, and it was a time when uh, entertainment shows like that were really in its heyday Mm -hmm. because if, let's say, if Beyonce wanted to talk about her album, she would come to an Access Hollywood yes. mm-hmm. and get the word out. Now, all she has to do is tweet it. Yes. And then, <laughs> you know, she's selling 100 million copies. Yes. So yes. it's mm-hmm. different today. And so I'm thankful that I was at 
this entertainment show during a time when it was like, you know, much different than now. I mean, now you have a lot of different outlets, a lot of different shows, podcasts, all of that, which is great. Um, And so the world, the universe has definitely expanded. But I remember when I was at Access Hollywood for many, many years and I was just kind of getting burnt out and just was like, what is next? But afraid to separate myself from that entity. And I remember I went to see a life coach, Mm -hmm. uh, Rashawn, Mm -hmm. and she said she took out a piece of paper. She had a pencil in her hand and she put a a gigantic circle Mm -hmm. on the piece of paper. And she said, Sean, world. Right. Mm -hmm. Access Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Just like a little teeny dot Mm -hmm. in the whole world. Mm hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember that because I was like, there are so many more things mm-hmm. that I could be doing. Mm-hmm. And when I did leave, there are a lot of people saying, OK, what are you going to do now? How do you, how, you know, I wish I could leave my job, but I'm mm-hmm. afraid. I don't mm-hmm. know what there mm-hmm. is for me on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. And I say to everyone, you are in control of your destiny yes. and your destiny doesn't look like what anybody else thinks it looks like. Right. It looks like what you think it looks like. And I was just having a conversation with a girlfriend of mine. She was interviewing me at a conference. She said, you know, you had reached the brass ring. And what was on the other side of that? I was like, well, brass ring (laughs) might be a brass ring in somebody else's book. Or it may have been a brass ring at one time, but Mm -hmm. the brass ring for me now is controlling my own destiny Mm -hmm. and writing my own stories Mm -hmm. and having a voice in the types of shows that I produce and host. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's so interesting because when I started, um, the year after I left Access Hollywood, uh, I left in 2015, my father just passed away. It was Mm -hmm. just a really, uh, it was a really tough time for me and a time when I said, "Uh oh, OK, OK, time's a ticking. Mm-hmm. You know, life is short. Got to get out here and just see what I can make happen. And um, 90 Day, a TLC had reached out to me about hosting this tell-all reunion show for 90 Day Fiancé. And I was like, 90 Day Fiancé, what's that? Right. <laughs> you know, about it. And so they sent me some clips mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. I said, this will probably last like maybe one season or mm-hmm. something. And I'll mm-hmm. do the tell-all, maybe do one more. I said, it'll probably be canceled after that. Mm-hmm. And here, okay, now we're, you know, many not that long later, the tell-all that I host is consistently the number one show in cable on the nights that they air. It's seen in 168 countries and territories, okay? Mm -hmm. My DMs are international. And the first show that we did out of the um, during the pandemic, mm-hmm. when everything was virtual, everything everybody was going virtual. And I remember the first, first virtual tell-all that we had to do. And I was like, nobody's going to watch this. It's all on, you know, all on Zoom. I said, nobody's going to watch this. And meaning the interviews that I was Absolutely. doing with the cast mm-hmm. around the world mm-hmm. were on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And Rashawn, that show that aired in the first, the, the first show we did in the pandemic, it was the number one show in the country, we beat ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, <laughs> all of them, okay? And here it was, me taking, like, just think, not knowing this door was going to open. Right, right. 
to all of these other shows and all of these other possibilities. And I'm thinking, okay, wow. Now, you know, like, you know, it's funny because like somebody will see me and they'll go, you know what? You know, gosh, you look familiar. Where do I know you from? I said, oh, I was on Access Hollywood. For They're like, oh, no, that ain't it. <laughs> you know, and so that's how it I is. Love it. I love and so, it. You know, you take a chance and, you know, it's you never know what's on the other side of, you know, that leap of faith. We'll be right back with my Emmy Award winning journalist, host and executive producer of Discovery Plus series, 90 Days Bear All, Sean Robinson. This is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations as I continue my conversations with Emmy Award winning journalist, host, and executive producer of the Discovery Plus series, 90 Days Bears All, Sean Robinson. Now, yes. I'm watching this series. I'm going to just tell you why I feel Ooh, you are the, uh, why you're the perfect host. I'm going to tell you why you're the perfect host. Because, because I blush. I do like this. Yes. And that's important because I don't feel that, you know, if you had a, a, a high energy host, or, or, or a, um, a host kind of search out for salacious information, you yeah. know, you are, are, are hosting it from a dignified standpoint. And that allows us to stay there because I know sometimes when I'm watching you, you're kind of like caught off guard or what to say next. Yes. Because this doesn't make sense in your mind. This right. doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, you know, listen, I was raised in the church. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, when they first came to me, um, you know, TLC, uh, Howard Lee, the president of TLC came to me with this show idea. I was like, I said, can we get away with that? On, yes. On air? I said, are you sure you want me to host that? Yes, they do. Um, yes, they do. So it was a show for people who don't know. 90 Day Bears All, another spinoff. 90 Day Fiance has like, I don't know, it's so popular. It has like, I don't know, 10, uh, 10 spinoffs now, 10, 11 spinoffs, yeah, something like that. Way, well, that way, days. this way. It's just... okay. Before the 90 Days, Happily Ever After, The Other Way, we got <sighs> Pillow Talk, The Single Life. We have, I mean, there are so many. Um, <sighs> so it, the show is produced by TLC and it airs on Discovery Plus. Discovery is the parent company, uh, as you know, of TLC, HGTV, mm -hmm. the OWN network, Absolutely. the Food Network. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Animal Planet or something. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, Discovery is the parent company. So Discovery launched their new streaming platform called Discovery Plus. And so TLC uh, produces 90 day bears all for discovery plus. So it's streaming, which means we don't have the same rules as they have on linear TV. You can yes. say anything, you can show anything, anything goes. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So. Well, let, let, me, let, me, just, let me just, let me help you out your fan base. Now our girls classy. Now they don't just go crazy showing you anything. But they do take you to like you for real, really. We gonna we gonna see that a case in question, the the moment with Brandon and Julia, the young lady oh, from yeah. Russia. You know what I'm saying? They was in the car. Okay, now yes. they don't show 
what went down, but you pretty much know what went down, and you pretty yeah. much know it went down in front of the cameras because the cameras right. in the car. Yes, okay. right in the car. Yes, right. Or like there are uh, there are um, strolls through sex shops. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like a yes. couple may go into a sex shop and yes. they show the stuff in the sex shop. Yes, or, they do. Um, yes, they do. You know, uh, they're talking about that's David and Andy. I think that's David and Andy from Tha- Thailand. Thailand. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rashad, you know about <laughs> David and Annie in Thailand? <laughs> yes, yeah. She spanks him with a little whip. You know, saying little whip. You know, because you know, for you know, they miss a couple of days and then they make up for it on one day. They may do it three or four times that day. Yes, he's. <laughs> He's kind of overweight, and she's kind of a little bit. I'll say I got her eyebrows done. Yes, I do know about David and Annie from Thailand. <laughs> continue, continue. What you ain't gonna do with me, Sean? Is act like I don't know my girl. What she right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I can tell you are up to date. You have done your research, mm-hmm. Rashad. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so it's fun. You know, we're talking to husband, husbands and wives, boyfriend and girlfriends, and they're just talking about all the stuff they do. And, you know, listen, okay, but let's, like, hey, like on the real tip here, when you think about it, Rashawn, you know, sex obviously is a very important part yes. of a successful couple's really, relationship, however they define that to be, yes, okay? Yes, yes. Whatever type of level of intimacy they define that to be. And so, as you know, uh, this show is called Bears All, so they're bearing all. They're telling us what's going down mm-hmm. uh, in the relationship, and so and it's funny. We play games, and you know we have uh, different. You know we have <laughs> contests. Uh, Chantel and Pedro, a very very popular couple. Chantel is from Atlanta. Right. Pedro's from the Dominican Republic. And they uh, they have their own spinoff, uh, the family Chantel. And, you know, they came on and they are talking about, you know, how they keep things hot in the bedroom. And, you know, yeah. and you have to seek translations sometime. <laughs> but we also have we also have breaking news on the franchise. We advance the stories. You may have seen a, you may have seen a couple on the tell all. Right. right. And then you want to know what they're doing today. Right. And so mm-hmm. we talk about, we give mm-hmm. folks updates. We give mm-hmm. the audience updates mm-hmm. on the lives of the 90 day universe. Uh, there is, I don't know if you remember uh, George, George and Anfisa from, yes. I forgot what season they were on, but they were like when I first started hosting the shows, mm-hmm. George and Anfisa, they were this, you know, wild couple. They had all these ups and downs. They fought, they broke up. Uh, and then George was uh, arrested for marijuana possession. And wow. he spent like, you know, a couple years in prison. Well, he just got out and he's telling me about what went down and how he had all this marijuana on him <laughs> and how the police dog tracked him down. Right, okay? right, 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 right. Well, you know, you know, you know, Sean, you know, nowadays when you when you said somebody goes to jail for marijuana, you know, you, you, you know. You know you're not just smoking it. You're not smoking it for medicinal reasons. You actually are selling. So if a dog tracked him down. Dog tracked him down. And he <laughs> said, I said, well, what happened? Oh, you got to watch the show. You got to watch the show. Um, uh, I said, what happened, George? He said, the dog got me. 
He said the dog. He said the dog. They tell the dog to go around the car. The dog, like if the dog sits down right, or right, lays right. down, mm-hmm. they know that there's something in the car. And the dog was going around the car, right. and that dog just laid down like this. <laughs> see, see, this is just this is the fun part. Whoever's watching the interview now, she is having a lot more fun with me that she's having on the show. All this extra animation, she she has to maintain a decorum of professionalism when she's looking at these people going, I I I would just tell you, it was a couple of times where I just laughed at you. It was the it was the it was the on this on this season. It was when uh you know Brandon and Julia when you actually said dude you know you had camera and then this fool Brandon goes there was more roll yes. more tape remember he said roll more tape there was right. more right yes he said roll more tape and I was like oh my gosh is there more Brandon and Brandon this little like little cute little buttoned up kind yeah. of guy and he was. Yeah, a he super freak. Good. He was Rick James. He was a white Rick James. That's what he was. He was a white Rick James. He was a boy, was a super freak, born on a farm, and looks like his dad and mommy, uh, Betty and Ron, are horny too, you know, and don't want to well, have him make no noise over there because they're making all the noise over there in their room. But it's a, it's a fun show because, you know, you get to see the, 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 the you know, like, like Tariq, uh, you know, poor, poor, uh, poor Dean when he talked about his brother so bad, talking about he's a 50 year old rapper. You know, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I know. And you know what? The conversation between Tariq and Dean I, at first they were so close, but then there was some brotherly rivalry going on there, and then they, you know, separated. They didn't talk to each other, and so you know, having, you know, having both of them—one in the studio, the other on video—and they were going at it, going at it, and you were like, you were hoping that these brothers could mend fences. But that was a really super tense moment on Bears All. And, 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 and that's what you're time. talking about. And that's what you're talking about. They crossed shows in there because they fell out on Pillow Talk. Right, right. Okay, yeah, exactly. explain They're to everybody exactly what exactly right. is Pillow Talk. Yeah, so Pillow Talk is another spinoff of 90 Day where uh, people from the 90 Day universe, it could be like Tariq and Dean, brothers, or it could be a husband and wife, a boyfriend, girlfriend. They sit in the bed. And they watch the show and they give their opinion about the show. Like every time something happens, like if David and Annie were to go in the sex shop, one of them might shout out, oh, my God, I can't believe they're in the sex shop or whatever. You know, they will say, well, you know, if you if you saw the conversation, you know, Tariq's version was that Dean was jealous of him. Right. Okay. Right. He was jealous of the attention that he was getting. Dean's version is that Tariq would steal some of his his lines that he would use during Pillow Talk. Mm -hmm. And so something happened after that last taping of Pillow Talk and they just completely fell out. So it was it was bad. And so we brought the brothers together on Bears All and they were hashing it out. You know, hopefully they can come back together. And then another brother joined in the conversation and that was more drama. Right. Because so, yeah. that was kind of like a they, they they cross episodes. Yes. Well, yes, because they were on um, I think it was they were on 90 Day. Right. Tariq and Hazel were on 90 Day. Right. Then mm-hmm. they were on Pillow Talk and then they were on Bears All. So, yeah. So what Bears <laughs> All does 
is we bring together everybody and you will see different matchups mm-hmm. on Bears All. You will see people from different shows come on Bears All for the first time. So that was fun about it, bringing people together that you don't expect to see together. We hash some things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to see my conversation with Brittany, boss Brittany. Um, oh, Brittany. She's another one. That Brittany. The, that the Brittany, you talking about Instagram? You talking about Instagram? Bootylicious? Yes. Brittany, yes, yes. Uh, Sean Robinson's yeah, being real polite. Uh, uh, you know it, more it, about bears all than anybody, it, it, Rashad. Well, you know, yeah. you know some. This is what I'm gonna tell you something about. I'm gonna tell you something about Brittany. When she, when you asked her about it, she had a profound statement about uh, uh, black girl magic. You know what I'm saying? She was like, you know, because I am a woman, and a woman should be able to show herself as all people. She has the right and the will, and I would be not be. The, she said a speech, and I said, I said, Brittany, all that's BS. But you really good to have come up with all that on the spot. That was really <laughs> profound. But she said, because you you looked at it and went, mm-hmm, you really believe all that? But you good. You good, Brittany. <laughs> right, 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 right. So boss Brittany, she gets to say her piece, you know. And, he, um, and she was supposed to be on one of our last tell-alls, and she didn't show up. Oh, so okay. We, conversation about why she didn't show up to the tell-all. Okay, cool. And, okay, yeah. Here, here's the funny part about the show. The, the, fun, the show that makes me funny when you bring in the translators because you have the angry people and you see the words, you know, just translated underneath them, you know, and then the translator has to translate it and then they have to, and then of course they don't translate it all correctly. Then you got the right. angry non-communicating person trying to talk back at the translator who in turn right. translates it back. That's the funny, that right there is another show. That's another well, show. That, yes, yes, you're absolutely right. That could be 90 day translation. Could yes. be another show. But you're right. You're right, Rashad, because Adam, our translator for Yazan, who yes. is Brittany's uh, oh. boyfriend, I mean, Yazan and Brittany were going at it. I mean, they were calling everybody, calling each other everything but a child of God. And then Adam had to sit in the middle and translate yes. all of this. And they had to apologize Ooh. to Poe Of the Sean, they yeah. told me I've, I've extended my time. I, I apologize to your producing team. You know I love you. As on the Discovery Plus, she's an executive producer and host of 90 Days Barrel. Don't miss it. It's fun. It's good fun television. If Watch it just to watch her blush. Just watch Sean Robinson blush. Thank you, girl. I appreciate you. Thank you. Love you, Rashawn. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> we will be right back with more money-making conversation with Rashawn McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money-Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money-Making Conversations with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week, I sat down with Janine McLean, President and Managing Partner of Multimedia Powerhouse, My Brother's Keeper Entertainment. Now that she's currently being celebrated for creating numerous branding opportunities for Grammy Award-winning singer, songwriter, her, Janine is offering advice for young people seeking careers in music and entertainment. You really do have to be so focused on the talent that you work with. I mean, that that is the job. That's yes. the job. Is mm-hmm. it within that though? You you have to have the balance of time. You have to time manage so that it's okay to say from the beginning that we're we're going to respect each other's you know needs and 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 carve out that space. If you want to hear this full interview with Janine McLean, it's available on MoneyMakingConversations.com. Now let's return to Money Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald. 
My next guest is Marcus Davis. He's an HBCU graduate of Texas Southern University. He is chief steward of The Breakfast Club, host of Fish, Grits, and Politics. He's an entrepreneur, restaurant owner. And what I love about him, he's a motivational speaker. The spirit and entrepreneurial mastermind behind The Breakfast Club, Reggae Hut Cafe. Marcus Davis is best known for his charismatic, and you'll see it too. I love this dude. For many years when I had my comedy club, I used to love listening to him on the radio. He used to love laughing at me, but I love listening to him on Sunday mornings. He's authentic. He loves customers who really understand the value of what he's trying to do from them. He's committed. Everything starts with a K. Commitment. Community. <laughs> he serves. The success of his restaurant has led to the development of branded consumer, with a K, products for the home that include the Breakfast Club coffees, which I got, along with the waffle and pancake mix, which I don't have no more. I have to reorder because I used it all. I ate it. Okay, it's that easy to make. Soulful and savory seasoning mix. I got some mix sitting up. If you got the video, you're watching us on TV, um, video wise, I got it all on my desk because I love promoting something that is successful. He is now celebrating, get check this out. In September of 2021, it all started. 20 years, restaurant service to the community with a K. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. I like to call him the Chief Steward of the Breakfast Club, my friend, Marcus Davis. Hey, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, sir. Hey, Marcus, was that, was that too long, man? You know, Because, you know, we were battling off air, man. Don't say that long intro. Because I like to think I'm charismatic when I introduce people, man. How was that? Man, you, you, you laid it out, brother, and I appreciate it. You laid it out well. I appreciate it. I appreciate it much. much well, you know, the much. thing about sir. The thing about yeah, thank it is you for having me back. I got to go way back, you know, to... Um, 2021, I know I was in L.A. at the time. Steve Harvey and I was doing radio in L.A. So we were starting our dream. And when you start a dream, it always is just something you're just doing. There's no set where you're going to be five years from now, 10 years from now, or even 20 years from now, which you are right now. What was the plan when you just opened mm. those doors 20 years ago of the Breakfast Club? Man, what, what was the plan? Um you know, in, in 1999, I set out and, and uh, wrote the vision and made it plain. Uh, I envisioned us being uh, a staple for the city of Houston. I envisioned us being um, synonymous with the city. I envisioned us being known from uh, coast to coast, from right. the Pacific to the Atlantic. Uh, I envisioned us being an intricate part uh, of the community. I envisioned us being a source of inspiration for our community, knowing uh, where we stood in this industry and what the opportunities right. uh, were, uh, I envisioned to fill that, that, that void. So I wanted to create this concept, uh, step out on faith, um, and give Houston and, and the African-American community what it deserved. Well, the, the, what it deserves is what you brought to the table but when all when you have a product and you have to charge people for that product that always leads to mixed emotions because especially when our community and on the right. beauty of the breakfast club is that if you get in line it is one of the diverse lines in the world it's everybody in that line hispanics whites sometimes yeah. more whites in line than blacks okay so he's serving that international customer that he wants and so but it didn't start out like that and so making that price point how did that come into play so you can make sure you're comfortable with it? Because you got to make money, but you also have to make sure the customer right. doesn't feel offended. 
So let, let me let me address the first half of that. Right. You talked about uh, the diversity. Uh, I mentioned in, uh, just a second ago that I wanted to be uh, synonymous with the city. I wanted to be an ambassador, a reflection of my city uh-huh. and the city of Houston is was and is uh, a microcosm of the United States. Yes, it is, uh, it is a very uh, diverse, diverse uh, city. And I wanted the concept to be just as diverse. I, I'm going to tell you something. I remember driving bankers and potential investors crazy when you, you know this as a businessman, you know this. Uh, I would go into the bank with a business plan and uh, they would ask, who is your target audience? Mm-hmm. Who's your target demographic? Mm-hmm. And I told them anyone and everyone that wants to participate, we are inviting to participate. And they would try and drill me down on, no, you got to identify a target demographic. Mm -hmm. And I insisted that I didn't, that I wanted to do something different. Mm -hmm. I wanted the city of Houston to be reflected in the breakfast club. And here's the example that I told uh, the bankers that never gave me any money. Mm -hmm. I wanted a place (laughs) where (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wanted a place where uh, college students from my alma mater, Texas Southern and U of H and Rice and U of H downtown and St. Thomas, all surrounding uh, universities, surrounding the the Breakfast Club. I wanted them to sit in the same space where Fortune 500 VPs and CEOs sat for breakfast because we're on the uh, outskirts of of downtown. I wanted the folks in uh, the medical center to come and have lunch with the people who work on the light poles. I wanted any and everybody that wanted to participate in this concept called uh, fellowship. I wanted them in. And so uh, that that's where that idea of the verse. Let, let me tell you something funny. I knew we had arrived at what I had envisioned because <laughs> you know, the bankers told me, hell no. The investors told me, hell no. Maybe that's why none of them gave me any money. Right. 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 But I never will forget one day seeing um, one of my uh, marketing folks. She could say, come here. You got to see this. This is this is what you envision. Mm-hmm. And I walked outside and in the parking lot was a convertible Lexus coupe and the brother got out and he was clean, right? <laughs> Dressed like Rashawn. I was like, is that Rashawn McDonald? Stop it. <laughs> he was clean. And right next to him, this brother pulled up in a backhoe and the, in his overalls and his boots. And he got out and he stood right in line with that brother that was in that Armani suit. And I was like, that's the breakfast club. Absolutely. But you know, it's really tragic how people, everybody eats food. You know what I'm saying, Marcus? But right, still, right. they act like, you know, okay, your food has to have a certain market. You know, I, I don't know anybody who just don't eat breakfast. You know, I think everybody eats breakfast, you know, but when you're an African-American male walking in there, you must be just targeting black people. Okay. And then all of a sudden, once you say that, then they're going to trap you even more because they're going to tell you how much you they think you can make once you say you're just targeting a market that right. they don't value. So that's always smart to hear that on this show and coming from a person who said, no, I my brand and my customer base will be everybody. If you hold on to that dream and don't let anybody steal your dream, that's why I say up top, don't let nobody, nobody. alter your dreams or your plans. You know, uh, so going, I, I started this thing off talking about vision. A couple concepts I want to make sure that we work through today, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a son and grandson and great grandson of Baptist preachers, so I have I have my points, right? I got my notes. Absolutely, I love it. You know, I, I, you called me, said Rashad. We, we were talking Marcus David. He's based in Houston, Texas, so you get part great breakfast and part motivation, depending on what day you get him. But he called me, said Rashad. You said twenty years is coming up. I can come back. I said Marcus, you don't have to push this conversation when you want to come on. So get to preaching, brother. And, 
And and here's why I thought that was important, man. When I when I started this business, or when I started working on the plan, I ran into all the statistics, right? All the statistics that said uh, restaurants is, has the highest failure rate, along along with clubs and bars, right? Uh, it's a miracle to make it past the first twelve months. It's a miracle to make it past twenty four months. If you hit five years, you're doing something miraculous. And here we are, four times that sitting on our 20-year anniversary, 20 years of, of inspiring entrepreneurship in the city of Houston. And that's a testament to a number of concepts. And that starts with the first thing that you said opening was vision, right? Mm-hmm. And believing wholeheartedly in who you are and what you've been called and created to be and not letting anybody deter you because absolutely positively, folks will try to deter you. Now, it's not out of anything. And I, I, I'm i not big on this hater thing and people hating on you and stuff like that. What I am big on is understanding why they don't agree with you or why they don't see what you see. Your vision that was gave to you, that was given to you, was only given to you. Right. The creator made it tailor-made specifically for you. Mm-hmm. And it is not, and it has not been exposed to the rest of the earth. Why? Because you're the one responsible for developing it. You're the one responsible for going into the dark room, taking that negative and turning it into a positive. I know I'm speaking foreign language because we don't don't develop a lot of film anymore, but you get the concept, right? Absolutely. That picture that the creator gave to you, you are the person responsible for going into the dark room and developing it. So the people that, that, that don't say amen in your corner, the people that do not agree with you, the people that are not backing you up, it's not because they have any ill will. It's because they haven't gotten the picture that you're responsible for painting. And listen, the most important thing is that you have to be willing to understand that it all going to fall back on you. So a lot of people, when they have their dream, they want people to feel sorry for them when they're doing bad and they want to be excited for them when they're feeling good. I keep a medium role in my whole approach to life. And plus, I don't try to share too much excitement and I never share failure. Because sharing failure with somebody when they feel you're supposed to be successful will only create doubt in your circle. And so that is what happened a lot during the pandemic because we had a year in 2020 where there was nothing but doubt. There was nothing but uncertainty. They shut down your business like all businesses around this country for two months. How did you come out of that with the same enthusiasm, that you that, that natural enthusiasm I see all the time in you for your business, The Breakfast Club? That was your primary business, of course. But how did you survive? So, you know, Rashawn, one of the things that I'm grateful for there's a, there's a thing going around on social media and, and, and it's interesting said, I, I asked for courage. So I was given things that would frighten me in order to develop the courage. I asked for uh, strength. So I was given heavy weight to carry in order to make me stronger. I don't know where it came from, but I thought it was, it was, it was pretty elegant. Uh, the, the reality of it is, the Breakfast Club, not only are we celebrating 20 years in business, two decades of inspiring entrepreneurship on the corner of Travis and Alabama, but we are also proving what it means to be battle tested. Right. Right. The pandemic was significant. Right. It was a very significant and spectacular event and, and detrimental to a lot of businesses. Uh, one of the things that I am grateful for is that it was not our first rodeo. Was it our first pandemic? Of course. But we opened this business under pressure. We opened this business when the streets were under construction. We opened this business on the heels of Hurricane Allison, which hit our building before we got to serve or sell one grit. We opened this business when uh, Hurricane uh, Ike was here and Mm -hmm. Hurricane Harvey came through. Mm -hmm. We opened this business and Enron crashed. We opened two weeks before uh, 9-11 hit, which Mm -hmm. was a big deal because because downtowns in a lot of cities 
took a decline because folks were scared to go into work if you worked in a major metropolitan city. Mm -hmm. So we on the uh, on the heels of Enron crashing, uh, um, 9-11 happening, uh, 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 Allison, then Ike, then you had that little thing in 2007 where gas was sky high. You had the other thing where food jumped up 2007, 2008, bringing in the recession where folks are getting laid off uh, left and right. Uh, you move on down to, to Hurricane Ike, where we were closed for five whole days, and then Hurricane Harvey. We are battle-tested at 3711 Travis, and that's what prepared us for what came forward in 2021. We've been through the rain. We've been through the storm. And my team, uh, we, we've developed a certain amount of diligence where we can perform under the pressure, our metal has been tested. I'm so grateful uh, that we that, that we had the ability to uh, to perform, and I'm extremely grateful. Catch this: that the community right uh, saw fit to sustain us during that time, and that's what goodwill will do for you. Absolutely, when you do good and right and just by the people, then prayerfully, most times, oft times. They will respond. They will reciprocate. And I'm fortunate that the people responded uh, to what we needed them to respond to in 2020. But I'm going to just tell you something about Marcus Davis and his his yes, personality, sir. his willingness to, to answer the call for promotional opportunities. You know, when I had the Steve Harvey show on national syndication called Marcus, he didn't like go, oh, let me think about it. Uh, what time? Uh, <laughs> when do you want me there? Because you understood the value of the moment. And a lot of people don't understand the value of the moment. But more importantly about Marcus, he knows how to take up positively advantage of that moment. And that really, (laughs) I'm not saying that's one of the the rememberable moments in your business, but you have a lot of them in there, like with Oprah, the Steve Harvey. Talk about how you, and let me just tell y'all, strategically, I may have asked him to come on the Steve Harvey talk show, but he had a strategy as to why he was coming. (laughs) Am I correct, Marcus? I mean, you're, you're absolutely correct, and I know this is. I'm, I, I know this sounds a little foreign, um, but there was a time when you didn't have uh, the world at the touch of a button. Mm-hmm. There was a time when you didn't have uh, the, the 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 East Coast and the West Coast available to you via Twitter, via mm-hmm. Instagram, mm-hmm. via Facebook. That was a time where you had to bust your butt. Mm-hmm. In order to get that type of recognition, and you had to also be lucky uh, a, 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 as a result of of the good work that you've done, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. the hard work that we put in, uh, combined with relationships that we had built, uh, allowed us to have opportunities where someone like yourself did pick up the telephone and say, "Here we go." Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> it man, it was it was um, it was all right. Real quick, so the, high, the at the time, the hottest morning show. On on radio was the Tom John and Morning absolutely, Show. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> right uh, now, that that was now. It w- I don't. Were you in radio then? This no, I wasn't in radio then because it's a one or two point one magic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the Tom John and Morning Show, and I I sat there and thought, man, how in the heck am I going to get on the Tom John and Morning Show? I ain't got Tom John money, right? <laughs> I know I can't run national advertising, right? Right, right. <laughs> and I don't have Twitter. I don't have IG, so I can't push these buttons. So I came up with this idea 
And um, the idea was to go buy 102 neon, bright neon shirts, yellow. Right, right, right. And to pass them out to 102 people standing in line Mm -hmm. and tell them to wear that shirt. And if I see you wearing that shirt, then I'm buying you grits uh, after the end of the show. And man, when all 102 of those folks lined up in front of the breakfast club uh, after that show, and then uh, your boy Jay Anthony came through and then they started mentioning (laughs) us on, uh, on, on the show and Tom started mentioning us on the show. And then I was like, hot damn. Rashawn and call. <laughs> Mama! I made it! We will be right back with restaurateur, motivational speaker, founder, and CEO of The Breakfast Club in Houston, Texas, Marcus Davis. This is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. As I continue my conversation with restaurateur, motivational speaker, founder, and CEO of the Houston-based Breakfast Club restaurant, Marcus Davis. See, strategy, I always tell people, you have to have a strategy, but you got to have the product and you got to have the service. Oh. Okay, so so when you come there, now, yeah. it might be a lie. Guess what? That's what happens pop when you're popular. But they friendly as soon as they see you. As soon as you come in that door, air conditioning work, the menu, and they they don't go up and go, hey, uh, we don't have that on the menu today. Not not, not at the breakfast club. If it's on the menu, they got it. And it's served so quickly. Because black restaurants get a lot of, because uh, we have to say that too. You know, black restaurants can get a bad restaurant and our black people will carry bad news faster than good news. And so now, now let me let me let me let me put a pin in that because I, I have I, I have to say this. Right. And I'm not stating what you're saying is, is untrue. It's absolutely true. But it's also true of non-black restaurants. Absolutely. Right? I went to a restaurant. I went to a restaurant the other day that was non-black owned. It was white owned and it's a major chain. And, and out of the eight things on the menu, they didn't have uh, they only had three of them. Right. 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 The, but we're conditioned to believe a certain thing about our businesses that Absolutely. we're not conditioned to believe about the other uh, Absolutely. Uh, businesses. All, all, all I'm saying is we got to keep that same energy. So when Popeye's tell you they ain't got uh, no more chicken, then you know we got to keep. That, we got to keep. I was that, at that uh, you know image. terminal or terminal A where you where you. Hold on, hold on. I, I, can I can I go back to something you said because I don't want to miss it. It was so important. Okay, cool. Right? Okay, cool. Uh-huh. You you mentioned you mentioned about the product, right? You you, you mentioned about having the product. Uh, getting in that space where people will call, make the calls and you get some national recognition is one thing, but having the product to get you there is a whole nother thing. And the three things that, that, that I share with my team from day one, these are my, my key principles for success, quality product, quality service all the time, quality product, quality service, and do it every freaking time you unlock that Mm -hmm. door. That's not to say mistakes are not going to happen, but your goal, your mission should be to make sure that every time you unlock that door, you are delivering a quality product through the hands of great people Mm -hmm. and you're doing it each and every single time. Now, why is that important? Because if folks come to the breakfast club today, and they go out and tell their mom and them and their cousin them and niece and them. When niece and them come, niece and them are going to be expecting the same grits that they got, that, they, that their, you know, that their aunt told them about right, or right. that they got last time. And so you have to be able to deliver those things. When I say quality product, brother, that there is a tempt, there's a temptation, right? To want to change and move things around just because somebody come to you and tell you, hey man, I can get you some cheaper, cheaper wings than that. Are they the same size? Are they the same quality of meat? 
right? And will they be consistent? Those three things are important to me before I before I jump to price, because price is one side of it. But if you're giving me eight ounce wings one day and two ounce wings the next day, I can't deliver that to my guests. Yes. If you're delivering me, you know, high quality wings one day or catfish one day and low quality catfish another day, I can't deliver that to my guests. You have to stay consistent in the quality that your guests deserve. Now, it's important that you say that because, it's, uh, you know, 20 years, you know, quality product quality service all the time. All you know, the time. Consistency. You know, street construction. I, I forgot, forgot my daddy behind consistency. I forgot about that street construction on Maine, man. That was that was a terror, man, when you was dealing with that, you know. You, you know, look, look, people, you know, that was a big deal back in the day, right? How are you surviving under this construction? Man, we went in knowing construction was coming. Right. I, you know, I, I pulled the Bernie on her. I was like, I ain't scared of no construction. That don't phase me. Right. I, I look, I look forward to the future, mm-hmm. not the present tense. And what was the future? Yeah. They tore up Maine because they were building the rail. The future was there was going to be a rail that's there. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Right. You know, right. they tore up Travis because they wanted to widen the street. I could have looked and said, I can't go on Travis because they're tearing the street up. The future was you're going to have a wider uh, lane where you're going to have a wider street, more lanes with no potholes. Absolutely. You got to look forward to the bigger picture right. and be willing to take the sacrifice at, at, at the beginning or somewhere in between. Now, I'm surrounding myself with all this great product, you know. I know, man. You know, where your skill at, man? You need to be cooking something. Oh, look at it. You know, like, you know, it's, <laughs> first of all, you know, you know, my wife, you know, she likes to bake everything now, you know. So, and I'm just telling you something. It says fried on the back. It works great baked. Cause oh, I, yeah. I hit, I, don't know, I hit it with some of my, you know, that some oil, you know, psh, yeah. and then yeah. put it on four hundred degrees. See, I, I'm gonna tell you something, man. What you're not gonna do is stop me from eating great food. This is great seed, real simple. You know, put it, put, put it in that oil, or if you want to put butter on it, drop it in there and put it at four hundred degrees. Then spray all, all olive some, oil, all olive oil. That's what I'm saying. Spray it with that yeah. olive oil. I get a little yeah. can spray. Shh. Yeah. I coat it four hundred degrees. And about 40 minutes later, bam, it's outstanding. This is what I yes, do. Sir. See, y'all, <laughs> see, he, see, he, he just got fried, old school fried back here. I'm talking about young cat right here. I bake right. all this great stuff, great chicken, <laughs> great fish, all that is beautiful. I put my I put my seasoning right here on my beans. That's why I just love it. Because see, I was I was laughing myself the other day because my wife on Sunday, she was at the office and I made some beans, some red beans, and I made some cornbread. He says, What you put? I go, she said, she said, breakfast club. She said, Is that that place in Houston? I said, Yeah. She said, Boy, you get everything. I said, that's my boy Marcus. And seriously, <laughs> I use your stuff. And she asked me what I put in it because she's she's now she doesn't like meat in her beans anymore. So I just put right. this in here. You know, I throw a little jalapenos in there, you know, pickled jalapenos, just a little the stanger in there. And brother, outstanding. But you make a great product. You make a great service to your customers. What other things you got on the horizon right quick, Marcus, before we close it out? Man, we got uh, all the great things that we've been doing for the last two years. We're going to continue to do them. We've got, uh, we got a food truck coming out, so stay tuned uh, for that. Okay. Uh, we're working on a day of inspiration where we're going to do our best to inspire Houstonians okay. uh, with local uh, uh, Houston with Houstonians, right? Uh-huh. Houstonians inspiring Houstonians. I had to get that out. Right. A little grit stuck in my teeth, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> 
and 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 more, man. I'm, we, when our food truck comes out, we're gonna put that bad boy on the road. We're gonna go on a little tour. I might even stop in your city. Well, first of all, just Sean, let me know so I'm, I can come get it because I love good food. I'm gonna tell you something, Marcus. <laughs> I do this. This I love it. I love you and love what you're doing. On Mondays, I do my motivational Monday, and I feature like last week was Rich Raw. This week was Will Packer. Uh, and last week was Rick Ross. Just some of the names I feature. I want to feature you, man, on Monday in the month of October. I want to celebrate your 20th anniversary with you, with all my followers, man. And that's why I've been over here just writing down all these great quotes. Because you, you're a great wordsmith. I like to write down what man. you be talking. Like, you know, 20 years, quality product, quality service all the time. Survived three yeah. hurricanes, a pandemic, street construction. And got, now you got a food truck. Hey, man, product. I am going to celebrate you my own way with a big thank you because when you thank started, you social media wasn't there, but it's here now. So what, yes, what better sir. way for a friend to say thank you to another friend and an entrepreneur who's making a difference in the community with a K, my man, Marcus Davis. <laughs> hey, building Wakanda one grid at a time. That's what we're doing over here. Hey, Marcus, thank you for calling me, man. I always appreciate you, brother. But thank in you, two brother. weeks, I'm going to send you a link to you so you know I, I, I do what I say, man. But again, everybody, spray that bad boy. If you don't want to fry, you know, put, <laughs> got a little old, just put this bad boy in some, with, with that meat up, man. Dip that in that big old bowl. Shake it up. You want to put it in a little plastic bag so you can coat it all up. Then hit it with a little olive oil spray. Just get it off the shelf, any store. Coat it all the way around. Set that oven at 400 degrees. I swear to you, 40 minutes later, outstanding chicken. If you're a fish person, outstanding fish. If you want a round of meal, get that white rice, put you some pinto beans or black eyed peas. <laughs> Drop a little jalapeno that's pickled in the jalapenos. Woo, Lord have mercy. Breakfast Club. You got me, man, baby. You making, you making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, man, I love what you do. And uh, and Appreciate my whole thing you, is that, you know, I'm going up to Napty uh, in January for, by my show, Rishon's Kitchen. And I'm going to feature okay. a lot of your products, man, on my show when it launches in syndication in 2022. Okay? Man, thank you, brother. I love you, brother. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. Okay, cool. If you want to hear or see any of my interviews for Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. You've been listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. Please join us next week. And always remember, lead with your gifts. Money Making Conversations is a presentation of 3815 Media Incorporated. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I am Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week, I sat down with Assistant Vice President of Marketing for the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, Dana Brown. Not only do we discuss how they gave away $5 million in scholarships last year to over 2,000 recipients, but we also break down how college-bound HBCU students can get access to funding. As a high school senior or junior, you should be thinking about not only where you want to go, but how are you going to pay Interesting thing is we have a lot of those programs. Mm -hmm. Um, Apple, we have Apple Scholars. Um, As you mentioned, I managed the uh, Hennessy Fellows Program, and that was for graduate students. So even in graduate school, we have programs where there was an opportunity that the Hennessy team saw to unlock the C-suite. If you want to listen to this full interview with Dana Brown, it's available on moneymakingconversations.com.